Oh, dude, are you so excited? So excited. <laughs> that you just can't hide it? I mean, clearly I'm just upset because I can't believe you don't know me well enough that I would want to celebrate our 16th episode anniversary. <laughs> just kidding. <sighs> no, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's still not a thing. No, 15 makes sense. 10, 5, 7 I'll give you. But I'm not, I, I miss those. <laughs> <laughs> right. You snooze, you lose, man. That's true. I'm just trying to get a gift. <sighs> I'll give you a gift. You know what your gift is? A goat? <laughs> part two of this two-part miniseries of us talking about ourselves, because that's what people want to hear. Right? I so, would assume so. so. Why, though? So, sorry, did you... Were you the cause of the breakup of the band, or did they continue? No, on not at all. You? They carried on fine without me. Um, they picked up Magda. <laughs> oh, seriously, I, so that. replaceable, dude. My, it's my life. So, guys, I've been thinking hard. Yeah, that's fine. You're done. What? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm just gonna say, I feel like burritos tonight. Oh, that's yeah. That's what we meant, man. You're you're done with McDonald's. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll no. I wish it were that easy of a conversation, man. So they picked up a new um, bass player. Magda, was she in Michelle's band? Yep. G.I. Jill. Yeah. She sounds like, obviously, I've met her, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, you probably would have at my birthday pictures. party, I think. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize um, that. I thought time was just ended. No, they kept going. They recorded another album, I think, after I left. Um, recorded a couple more pretty deadly songs. And then uh, I think it all just, I don't know what happened to the to timeless after that but um i remember i remember wearing timeless merch and i remember uh going to a concert northwest north yeah northwest of town that was fun like man i wasn't even in the band and that was when i was still semi-delinquent so it was like (laughs) in terms of i hadn't really come out of the fog of living in alberta where i worked at a police auction and that was probably going to be the rest of my life where like i'll make minimum wage live in a grungy apartment i'll be the bart simpson adult that they always show as like flash forwards that would be the loser that is me so i was mustard stained uh muscle shirt (laughs) exactly so i kind of assumed like hey this is kind of cool like i can see why people want to be roadies i remember driving to the concert and like having a two liter bottle of pop and spraying it straight out the window up on Brad's car. And he was so pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> so I remember being at that little that little bar. And I'll give you credit. Oh, there dude. was probably a dozen people there. But I, and then there's me like front and center like, ah, wow, time yeah. And these people yeah. are looking at me like, who the fuck is this clown? Oh, so, dude. It was, I loved, even if like, it didn't even matter. Like playing a show for, like I said, the four people in Saskatoon, it was a bit of a bummer, but at the same time, it's still fun. You're still doing yeah. what you love. And like I said, what you put your passion into. So, um, so then after yeah, Timeless, that. was it another Sorry? band with Eldon? After Timeless, yep, another was band with Eldon. And uh, you played guitar? I sang in that one. <laughs> so that band was weird. So we got into like the hardcore metal um, scene, which was like. Like the Beatles? Yeah. Like the Beatles. Okay. Um, yeah. Lucy in the sky. That was a, you guys covered that song. <laughs> You're so close. Yeah. So definitely. Almost on it. Yeah. Uh, no. So we ended up having two singers, two guitarists, a bassist, and a drummer. Let me check my math. That's like 14 people. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a big band. Was that the band we ended up was in? Okay. Tyler was the other singer, actually. Uh, well, he was bassist, I think, when we started it, and then he ended up going to singer. I don't know. It was it was crazy. We picked up Carl, Jordan, Jordy, Ryan Hendley played for a bit. Yeah, it was like I don't know. It was a mega band. Did it you was, run out of instruments for everybody to play? Like the ukulele? We, had we the... ran out of space for everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna need a bigger stage. That band is the one that you talked about, where we went into the states. And uh, oh. we did, we toured, uh, where did we go? Calgary, 
I think then we dip down into Indeed. North Dakota and then went all the way east as far as Chicago. We played Milwaukee, Chicago. There were a bunch of dates in there. I can't remember them all. And then went back up to Winnipeg and went back west. So we played like Winnipeg, Saskatoon. Well, you're a maybe. dick. What? Well, you're a dick. I never knew any of that. Like, how was I not invited to meet but dude, you Dude, there was Chicago? a huge, huge period of time after high school where you and I checked in in the summers and we would like fly mm-hmm. and hang out. But like, for the most part, you had your thing and I had my thing. And I don't think we had a whole lot in common at that time because I think I was... You were into the music. Clo- yeah, I was super into the music, like just consumed with it. Yeah. Uh, well, like I, I said, left. I think we... We only like, there was only the ability to really connect in the summer meaningfully. Or internet, which I don't think you had used quite as frequently at the time. Maybe. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't really into the like. Well, and the time difference didn't help either, right? No, no, exactly. Like by the time you're, but yeah, done. I actually. So I took a course at Nate, uh, uh, college here in Edmonton, um, and I left it to go on tour. I actually quit. I didn't, I wasn't going to proceed with that course anyway. I hated it. But, um, tour came up and I think like February or March and I was out. I was like, this is the perfect. I'm kind of surprised though. I think you would have done very well in a happy ending massage therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I still am, man. I'm doing fine. What do you say? You don't need a certificate. That's true. Yeah. So that, right. Uh, that band was called Where Once Was Hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then after that, we got back from tour. Funniest thing. We got back from tour and everybody was just like, you guys good? Do we really have to keep doing this? Are we, we're happy with like what we've done? We've achieved what we wanted to. We good. We unpacked. We literally unpacked all our gear and just like disappeared. Really? Yep. That was so weird. It wasn't like anybody was pissed. It was just... No, and we played like a lot of big festivals. We had the tour was put on by Misery Signals, another band that we're friends with, and they were so much bigger. And they they asked us to play. And Tyler um, left our band to go form another band with the drummer of uh, it's like a gigantic. It was a big thing back in the day. It's all incest, hey, band incest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I shouldn't say incest, nepotism. Sure. You can call it whatever. It's incest is fine if that makes it better. Um, But yeah, so we ended up getting carried around for this tour, which we probably shouldn't have ever been on. We were not good enough, in my opinion. We were. I enjoyed the band and I enjoyed the music we wrote, but I didn't feel we were good enough to play with those guys. They ended up going on to like they're still making music and they're releasing albums and stuff, and they all have day jobs. But at the same time, they're still making some good money uh doing that so anyway we got you know lucky enough to get hauled around on on tour with them and then we got home and yeah just split and then probably about six to nine months later uh another buddy of mine who plays drums um kyle asked if i wanted to do something so we got this other band together called the collapse where we played another like even harder hardcore metal so like led zeppelin basically if that's how you want to look at it doesn't get any more evil than that super metal yeah (laughs) satanic um yeah did that uh for like a year we recorded uh four songs recorded four songs made some t-shirts and merch and stuff same as where once was hope um played one show and quit just life was too busy full-time job Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, by then i had a kid and it was uh just too much yeah, that's crazy. I never really knew all those parts. I knew about the timeless parts, obviously. The Where Once Was Hope, I remember going to... Uh, the Where Once Was Hope was the year that I drove out there. Because I remember I had... I, oh, I remember I was supposed to buy my buddy's rims. And then somebody like jacked his car and, and took his rims like a week before I was supposed to come out Likely there. Likely story. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was an insurance job. but uh, mm-hmm, So I, had to, mm-hmm. I drove my Cavalier out west. And I remember it had like... I don't know if and they were like, made it. And man, well, it didn't make it past Saskatchewan. It needed some repairs. Oh. Um, I remember I had some stupid dice thing. I don't remember. I don't remember what they were. Something on the on my um 
air valves and one of the guys from the bands were walking in, he's like you're gonna want to take those off your car because in this neighborhood they're gonna be gone before we even get inside <laughs> that was the only interaction i really had with you and that band oh that's funny uh that sounds about right it's not like when you play a metal show you're playing it at like a nice arena <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> doesn't happen that way <laughs> uh yeah so you're gonna play at the fairmont um you'll get free rooms <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, no. They'll overlook the valley. That's funny. That, yeah. Never. So even never. funnier, um, again, continuing the same vein of segueing perfectly. I don't really know your life when you had a kid. Like, I feel like. I don't even know my I life don't know when how, I had a kid. I don't know how you did it. Like those, there must be some memorable things that happened in that period of time when you were a fairly young father. I think your first place was in the park or maybe not. I remember no. you were like, I remember you were oh, in the south enough. end. If, yeah, no, we were in the north end first uh, in like, oh, it was low income area. So there was a lot of, a lot of riffraff. We called the cops a number of times for, I would suspected um, domestic disputes, so to speak. A lot of screaming, a lot of throwing, a lot of, you Some know. shiving. Yeah, dude, we had our car broken into a bunch of times. We lived in that place, a condo, for nine months and got ooh, ooh, ooh. You the know fuck out of there. When you don't make it a year. Yeah, yeah and we ended up lucky, uh, luckily getting a rental uh, in Sherwood Park that was like a whole house. We went from a tiny little condo to a whole house for like roughly the same monthly cost, which was super lucky. The house wasn't anything to like be excited about, but it was, you know, <laughs> not, not in shiv. Sketchville. Yeah, not going to get shit yeah. when you go outside. That was the one over by the 7-Eleven and yep. south side. I remember I came to that place. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't super proud of that home, but it was a home, you know, with a young family and uh single income at the time, so it was like we were we were lucky. It we was a good really trip. Lucky. Kudos to the wife um for allowing that to happen because I remember like every day like your little guy, I don't remember. He wasn't that. He was little, but he wasn't so little that like he could talk and walk and everything. I remember we're like, we're going skating. Like, yeah. Sorry, and she's just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I know you guys yeah, want to hang out. It's like, thank you for letting me just do this for a week. <clears throat> yeah, no, the wife. Uh, yeah, she put up with a lot of my crap for sure. But uh, <laughs> shout out to her. Yeah. But honestly, like aside from, I played a little bit of hockey in those days still, um, like the early days of, of having kids. But as soon as I realized how much time a kid took, it was like everything just sort of faded away and the, the days all blended together. Cause it was just like, you know, go to work, get home, hang out with the family, make dinner, go to bed, watch TV, go to bed, whatever it was. Yeah, you need like that one hour decompression. And I do know, I yeah. remember what it was like having like this little guy when he was really young where it's like you literally need to rush home and get that valuable 45 minutes in with them because there's also dinner somewhere in there and they're in, they're in bed. So if you want to have actually any interaction with them as a parent, you better get your ass home and do something. Yeah, man. It, uh, I don't know. I, the, the wife and I commonly refer to it as the, the dark ages because we <laughs> it, like, it honestly just like all blends together. I can um, see that. And nothing overly memorable to uh to talk about, I think. Um Yeah, that time I feel like that time must just be a blur. I mean, I remember when we had our kid and how all of that was a little bit of a blur. I remember working a lot. I remember trying to interact. I remember going to the chiropractor because my back was always sore from carrying him around. Oh, That's hilarious. The good old days. There was a time when you were living in the U.S. Yeah. Was that was that before having kids? Uh, yeah. That was or having kid. 2011. 2011. Okay. 2010 to 2011. It was just under a year. That was a really oh, okay. crazy period. So was that like on a working visa? Uh, yeah, an L1B visa, working visa. Man, that was like. That it was eleven months, very specifically. I remember. So I remember, we that whole period where it was like we had that was in Maryland. Yeah, so we had bought a house together okay. in Oakville, and then she was working in in Sarnia, so like she'd be home on the weekends, <clears throat> and there was a really good chance that we would get her to move to 
um, or their her headquarters, her company headquarters was in Fairfax, Virginia. And then my company was bought by a company based out of Calgary, but they were starting up or expanding their Maryland office. So we're like, okay, this could work. Like they basically wanted me to go down there and manage the warehouse and the people. So like, okay, this could make sense because then if she gets transferred, I, you know, it would hopefully align and their Maryland to Virginia is all relatively close. So like, okay, so we'll make this work. So I remember committing to it having the place listed and basically selling it right away and then having to go to the, um, to the border to get my visa application. And like everybody warned me, like they're going to be dicks. Like they're going to treat you like you don't deserve to be there because that's their job. This is going into the U S yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you have to go, I had to go to Buffalo. I had to drive over, over the border, go to Buffalo. And then that woman tore me a new one. I was crying. She had me in tears. Really? Yeah. Because I felt like the everything was indicating there was no way in hell she was giving it to me. Like she's just like, well, why would we need you here? Like you're telling me there's not a like <laughs> there's not a hundred people in this country that can do that job. You don't sound like anything special. <laughs> and like Wow. And I I'm I'm super stressed because I feel like I'm trying to do this whole move by myself because, you know, she's in Sarnia during the week. The house is already sold. So I'm like, even if I say no now, I have no job. My house just sold. And like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> and yeah, she's like, okay, yeah turned into a different person like stamp 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 here you go enjoy so it's like okay and so begins this adventure unreal um, so yeah it was a pretty cool it was a cool time but it was an eye-opening experience like living in the states had its advantages it was it was cool like i definitely recommend the washington dc area it was a cool what, place to so what's maryland like um it's kind of hard like so i lived in it was, it's called a created community. It was, it's right between Baltimore and Washington, DC. So what this, okay. my understanding vaguely from what I remember about Columbia, Maryland was this guy created this community to basically be like inclusive of everybody, which having lived in America is very much not American. Um, so it was like all different levels of like, of housing, which is pretty cool. Um, but it was like a really good community. Like a lot of the doctors that worked at John Hopkins lived in the city. A lot of the, you know, different people that worked in Washington DC lived in the city, but then you had like a, it would, it'd, it'd be like a Canadian city in essence. Like you have a spectrum <laughs> of people, right? So everybody's allowed to live there. Basically. <laughs> Cause when you, that's so bad. When you hear the concept of the other side of the tracks, it's legitimately true in America. Sorry. And when I say that's so bad, I mean that, you know, you have to, you would have to create a city like that. Not that, not that it's so bad that that was allowed. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. Why um, would they let everybody live ooh, there? Those so I remember I was, I looked in Baltimore for maybe 45 minutes um, for a place. I drove in and pulled off. So when you get off the highway in Baltimore, you're right beside the football stadium and Camden Yards, which is their baseball stadium. Um, and like the bay is right there. Like it's a beautiful area. And the the Federal Mint where they make money is like right beside the football stadium. So I'm like, I pulled down the street and that was not long after the whole 2008 pricing collapse, right? Like real estate issues. Mm. So I pulled down the street and there's this open house and I go in and it's like a three-story um, like brown brick, brick building. It was like a two and a half million dollar place that was on sale for like 700,000. So I looked at it and I'm like, obviously wasn't buying it, but I'm like, this place is pretty cool. Um, and it, it was like, you looked down the street at the mint, right? And as you're looking at the mint, there's armed guards walking up and down the street. Cause obviously it's where they make money. Right. <laughs> so I, I pull out, so I look at this house. Yeah. Thanks. Go through the open house. That was pretty cool. And I go down the street to turn right, to turn right on the next street to go back to get on the highway. Cause I'm like, I don't really think I want to live in Baltimore. I've heard lots of bad things. And that next street is one half block past the end of the mint where the armed patrol ends. Half the houses are burnt out. There's burnt cars with no wheels on cinder blocks in the middle of the road. Holy crap. And there's people staring at me as I'm driving down the street like, this kid has no business being anywhere near here. Oh, man. So I hightailed it out of Maryland, and, or sorry, out of Baltimore and <laughs> didn't go back. Um, yeah, smart choice. Yeah. And then 
so I mean it was it was interesting in that aspect you definitely learned the like oh you're you're you look like this you make this much money you live in this very specific area like that's where we're telling you you need to live because that's how we that's how I perceived it to be maybe somebody will call me out but um and I remember the the girlfriend at the time coming down and I I lived by like a fairly decent mall I picked a place like a newer place by a mall because I thought at least this way when she comes down Thursday or Friday, if I still have to work, she has something to do. Um, so it was a Thursday afternoon. I went to pick her up at lunch <laughs> and I pull in front of Bass Pro, which is my first indication that I shouldn't be anywhere near here. Um, and like, obviously the rows run parallel to the front door. So as I pull up, this person backs into my rental car. <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. This old man gets out. And he's just like, you must have been going 100 miles an hour. I asked my wife if it's clear to back up, and she said yes. And then all of a sudden, you're there. I'm like, sorry, why are you asking your wife if it's okay to back up? Like, shouldn't you look? Yeah, sh- shoulder check, man. So it was like, it was this big argument about whose fault it was. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed because this is America. And I had insurance and everything. It's a company rental. But I'm like, I don't want to be sued so i'm waiting so i text her i'm like fyi like this just happened you might want to come out i'm not gonna be able to meet you in there (laughs) and of course sure enough she walks out and this guy goes oh okay i get it you must be obama supporters (laughs) oh so that was the trip to look for a place to to live (laughs) wow yeah. You really found like all of the gold there. Yeah, you? it was yeah, and literally like I had uh I experienced an earthquake in the office. I remember there was cool. a, a fairly significant earthquake. That was pretty crazy. I remember one of the major um eastern seaboard hurricanes that went through there. That was when I was there. Oh I guess, yeah. Um I don't know how we managed to keep power. Like I just had a rental apartment, but I remember looking at my like I was sitting I was up like most of the night, obviously, because I was worried watching TV. And then I'm like, oh, I should just go to bed. And I went to turn the lights off at the front door. And I just like, it's carpet. And I just like, as I'm walking over, splash, splash, splash. No way. <clears throat> yeah, all by the. So I open the front door and there is water like just trickling down the like the door sill. It's like, oh no. So I call the, call the, like the building manager. I'm like, you got to come do something about this. He's like, Dude, it's 140 mile an hour winds out there. I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah. like, well, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not paying for this. Like, I refuse. My, I was always so concerned about being sued and like losing all my money, right. losing all my wealth that I didn't I, have. I happen to be known for that. Yeah. So, I found, uh, you know, like the the stoppers or like the pour spouts you put in the bottle, like a liquor bottle that helps control like a one ounce pour. Yeah. yeah. I stuck one of those in like where the the door hinge part goes and it was just like it was pouring out of that so i had like a bucket so i'm like i have a weight behind my door because the wind is so strong like to keep it closed while this thing pours in a bucket and i'm dumping this bucket out and i'm going upstairs because right at the like the apartment above mine at their front door there was a puddle so that was just like trickling in so i'm like sweeping this puddle away so the water will stop so i spent my whole night like with towels, swapping them in the dryer, soaking up this water, dumping this bucket, sweeping this water. <laughs> so that was my hurricane experience. Cool. <clears throat> okay, so like, okay, I'm seeing the pros. Yeah, like, what right. bad? What bad happened while you lived there? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Everything else was great. Obama. Uh, oh, that was when they. Uh, that's when they killed Osama bin Laden too. So I remember oh, it was just yeah. like everybody was going crazy, and I'm like, I kind of want to go down to DC, like. Obviously, I'm not, I don't, I mean, I don't support Osama bin Laden, but it was just kind of like, it'd be an interesting experience to be part of. And she's like, you're not going anywhere near that. Like, that's the worst idea. Yeah, I I have to imagine anytime something big like that happens, it brings out sort of the extremists on both sides. That's exactly it. And you're just going to get caught right in the middle. Or you're going to pick a side and go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to leave. Well. So it was, I remember it being exactly 11 months because... It's interesting. I talked to you a number of times when you lived in Maryland and you never, not once did I ever hear you say anything bad about living there. It was, um, it was a good work experience. Like I, I had, it was just me down there. So, I mean, I worked 14 hour days, um, and 
things are a little bit more relaxed in Maryland or in America, I should say, in that we drink a lot of booze at work, oh. like a lot at work, <laughs> at work every day, wow. every day at five o'clock or like five or six. Um, like I, I spent my whole day in the office, but then we had people that like went out to do work and came back. So when they came back, it's like, Oh Matt, like have a beer. So we, you know, have a couple of beers and play foosball in the, in the warehouse. And then it got so bad. I remember having like hard alcohol in my drawer because I got so sick of beer that it's like, like, Oh man, like it became, we all became fairly decent at foosball. So it was like another tournament, like, come on, let's go. I'm like, they'd have two beers. I'm like, oh, I don't want any more beers. So it was just like, pull out the glass, fill it up. <laughs> With whiskey or whatever and then they're like you don't want this beer Ooh. no like okay i'll have it then and we filled many garbage cans there were many times that the boss would so come the next day you say you work 14 hour days but it was more like 12 hour maybe 10 hour and then drunken foosball a good two hours of of good times so that was kind of cool yeah. that's awesome and then like every that's other awesome. weekend she'd come down to visit so we'd go you know we'd go to the museums in dc we'd explore georgetown like it's a really cool area so it was good that's awesome other so not a, a good stuff. life experience. Yeah, I definitely it was it was valuable at the time, but definitely wasn't going to stay. Well, and then so their headquarters moved to Houston. Ray, when I basically made those decisions and got down there, like, oh yeah, by the way, we're shutting down Fairfax, Virginia. So it's like, okay, so there's no hope and prayer for you to move here. So that obviously did uh, the whole thing in. So is that company still the one that you were working at? Still in Maryland? Still operating? Still whatever? Like, yep. yeah. That's I good. think they were bought by a different company too, but it was a cool group of guys to work with. It was a fun time. That's cool. Yeah, I've never never lived in the States, just sort of traveled, yeah. dabbled. I could have, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, my preference would be not to move back, especially the way the States are now. Um, it was concerning enough at that time, but when you're used to Canada, I guess, when you're Canadian used to Canada, I don't see the value in living there. Yeah, I sort of see it the same way of like, I, I grew up in Sherwood Park. I moved to Edmonton and I was like, get me out of here. I got to go back home. <laughs> yeah. I see it the same way. Sort of your comfort, your comfort area and what's comfortable to you and what's safe. Yeah. And then going somewhere else, it's, you know, change is scary. Yeah. I mean, and obviously I moved around a lot when I was a kid, so I was used to moving, but I think another Are concealed can weapons legal in Maryland? <clears throat> Are they ever? I remember the uh, the kid that worked for me. Or he wasn't a kid; he was a guy. Um, his uh, he drove a Toyota Tacoma, and the steering, like obviously, there's the steering column. He had a steering column holster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! That I remember being like. Jump, like oh let's go for lunch and jumping in and be like uh is that okay wow. he's like oh no you're right it's not like he lived in virginia where it was okay in maryland it's not so he's just like <laughs> pulls it out goes up and i'm like wow he's just like well, you've never seen a gun before i'm like no i've never seen a handgun so he just like chick, chick, like empties the clip hands it to me i'm just like i don't even know what to do with it he's like you know you saw me just unload it right i'm like yes but i'm kind of a pussy i don't know i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so, yeah, that is that, so funny. It definitely keeps you on your best behavior when you're a Canadian. You're just like, don't offend anybody. <laughs> you right. might get shot. Or that's how I always I, felt. I can't even imagine like walking into a a grocery store and knowing that at least one person in there has a gun on them. Yeah, at least, at least. Like, that's such a weird. I mean, living in Canada, my whole life is just such a bizarre a, thought. Yeah, it's not a thought, right? Yeah, um, or in Maryland, I remember doing work in Baltimore. I had to drive around an engineer, and he was from Baltimore, and he's just like, "Yeah, like we were in an area that he's like, we're not, and we're not exiting the vehicle. We're not doing like we're just we'll drive around, figure out the points where we need to go, and then like that's that. I'm like, okay, we're driving around, and he's just like, and they have security cameras everywhere because it's a very sketchy area, and he's just like, yeah, you see that light when it's flashing, it means the camera's on, and they're only on recording." for a reason i was like oh that's crazy I, like pull up to a stop sign and stop and he just like he grabs my arm with like <laughs> with this like velocity and pressure like i've never felt he's just like you don't stop for stop signs in this area just go <laughs> like, okay wow man <clears throat> that was pretty funny um oh i would not handle that well at no. all so i was happy to move back even moving back was crazy like so you know how when you travel 
to the States and then you come back, you fill out the card that's like, oh, you've been gone for 14 days, so you're allowed up to $750 worth of crap. So it's the same from 14 days to 364 days. What? Yeah. You can only bring back seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff. Fifty dollars worth of stuff. Once you've lived outside for a year, then you've then you're relocating back, so the rules are different. But ah, I see. But I was only gone for eleven months, so I remember like filling out all the paperwork, and I didn't buy a lot, but probably. You Did know. you move back after eleven months because your visa was only one year, or because you were done at the company? Uh, I just I told them I'm done. I can't. <laughs> it was okay. basically one of those. You should have like, waited another month, man. Well, no. So it was crazy, like. I told him, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, this isn't going to work. We're following her career. And if she's not moving down here, I don't want to live down here. Like she's not going to come down here otherwise. So I can, I can work for the company in Canada, but if that doesn't work for you, then I guess I'm done. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I remember getting to the border and being like, I had both sets of paperwork done and it was my, I was hopeful that the Packers would have the place packed by lunch so I could be back in Canada by like dinner time. Well, they didn't finish packing until like five o'clock. So by the time I got to Niagara Falls, it's like after midnight. So like I walk in like, oh yeah, relocating back. And this girl is, looks like, she was pretty young. She looked, must have been like 25 and like looked like she wanted nothing to do with me. Like she's used to did you buy anything? Like, yeah, I went to the Gap and bought some pants. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> right? And then here's me. Like, yes, I moved out 11 months ago. I'm moving back with all of my worldly possessions. So she's just like, oh, how long did you say we're gone? I'm like 11 months. She's just like, oh. she's like getting the paperwork ready. I'm like, I'll have the paperwork here if you want. She's like, okay, that makes it a little bit easier. Like she's half asleep. She's right. looking through it. She's like looking at her like person beside her, looking, looking, that person finally like walks away. And she's just like, you know what? We're just gonna call it a year. <laughs> we'll oh, just, really? Yeah. She's like, we'll just say that it's 12 months, which then means you just need to fill out this paperwork. I'm like, I've already got that paperwork filled out too. She's like, oh, great. Like stamp, stamp, stamp. There you go. Have a good day. So I was like, That's oh. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, they wouldn't have made money off me. It's not like I had $50,000 of the stuff to bring back, but I definitely sure. had, <laughs> I had my concerns with how long the paperwork was going to take. So that That's part was fraud. cool. That's fraud. That's fraud. The fun thing was I remember sneaking cigars, Cuban cigars down there. That was kind of fun. Allegedly, I smoked or snuck some cigars down there. But Snuck some from down there to Canada? Snuck. I had a trip to Calgary and bought a bunch of, I allegedly bought some Cuban cigars and took them back. So me and all the managers were like, like, hey, let's have a cigar. And I like break out these cigars. I'm like, hey, who wants an actual cigar? Like I have a bunch of Cubans. They're like, what? That's amazing. Uh, like, how did you get these here? Like, don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm such a badass rebel. I drove through a stop sign in Baltimore. Now I'm smuggling cigars. Like, you're right. You don't even know how to hold a gun. Don't be such a bitch. <laughs> you don't know how many goats I had to steal to get these. Yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, that was my, a, that was my Maryland a crazy life. story. That's yeah, like fair enough. Uh, dick move on my part for not you know, talking all about our tour and stuff. Oh yeah. Honestly, it's still one of the highlights of my life, but, um, like not knowing anything about your time in Maryland other than like, yeah, I'm opening this thing and it's pretty cool and you know, it's going well or it's not going well. And fuck you, dude, that was a huge story. That was awesome. It was pretty cool. It was a fun experience. I do say like, I would recommend going to, well, I don't know. Things have changed a lot. Um, the Maryland area, the, the, um, the Washington DC area is very, very cool. But maybe it's a little bit more tumultuous now with some of the political, <laughs> uh, yeah. undertaking, but, uh, but it is a pretty cool area. It's just like, it's, a, it's old, right? Like when you live in Canada, you're not used to like, yeah, this, this town is from 1701. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think we talked about actually on one of our pre-shows, the, um, the Ellicott city brewery place that I went to. And like the Ellicott City is like one of the oldest cities in America. And like the one of the original um monopoly railroads is in this town. Oh. So it's like to me that part was cool. I do like I like history, I like stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, this is 
this is this Starbucks. There is a tunnel underneath it that goes to the city hall that used to be the capital of of America. Like this was, uh, that's what the hell was wild. Annapolis, Annapolis, Maryland. It's like, oh yeah, and it's so things like that. Where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, four hundred years ago, this place existed. Not like, oh, twenty years ago. Right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm in the old part of town. It's from 1980. Exactly. It's like, oh wait, it's newer than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, that's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> yeah we can call it whatever we are. um 11 45 we'll see i didn't know if we wanted to shoot for like 130 and then make a split episode oh. like 45 45 because we're already at one well 111 45 but we can do it as one show and just maybe cut it down a little bit we could do that what do you want to do let's do that I do like that idea. What? Uh, let's one? let's go another what twenty minutes and cut it down. Twenty to yeah. So do you have more questions? I do. I have an. Uh... So from uh. So I mean, okay. I've lived in the states. I've only lived. I've lived in lots of places in Canada, but I haven't lived anywhere outside of the states. Um, I know you've explored the the immediate Alberta area, and I remember there was a time when you were contemplating or exploring the opportunity to move to BC. Mm -hmm. So then where would you, where would be like the ideal place to live that you'd want to live? God, if you would ask me this like five years ago, I'd, I'd probably tell you, uh, yeah, BC. Uh, we spent, we spent a week in Comox, uh, which is, I don't know, North on the Vancouver Island. Um, and absolutely loved it there. Courtney and Comox, those areas are, uh, incredible deer roaming backyards and oh it was so weird such a weird landscape where nature and, and, no, and serenity no snow yeah and we were right on the ocean like it was everything about it was amazing um now with covid i want to move somewhere where people are like honestly i envy new zealand right now yeah for that the is true. Fact that they're like partying and everything's awesome there and we're all still trying to get vaccinated so we can you know, look at each other without a mask on recognize so each other i i've always had a dream of moving to australia i met i met someone on the internet when i was like 12 um became friends uh she lived in australia i lived in ca canada and we sort of like shared experiences um and uh i've always wanted to go to australia i don't know that i would move there it would mm -hmm. be incredible to move there don't get me wrong but like uh, there's so many so many like luxuries in Canada because we're so close in proximity to the U S and the U S is sort of the hub for everything. It yeah, seems like, true. so we're sort of spoiled in Canada and honestly, Canada is a pretty incredible place to live. Um, I definitely, I, I like the idea of the East coast in Canada, the Maritimes, but I also hate it. I feel <laughs> like I don't want a humid winter with snow. That lots sounds of horrible. snow. It's in there. Yeah. Lots of snow. <laughs> I mean, like I've, I hear stories. I've never been. I really do need to just go travel and see it. But I don't think that's a let's sell everything and move to a place where you know we've never been and let's figure it out. But yeah. Um, in terms of Canada and like it, it sucks because BC already knows what they've got. But BC's a pretty incredible part of the country. Yeah, I definitely um, do there. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live in Vancouver. I've been there a number of times, and it's way too big. It's too much like New York. Like it's like the or, yeah, it's more like the New York of Canada, where it's just like crazy busy at every corner, just like Toronto. Um, traffic sucks. Getting anywhere sucks. Highways suck. Road system is terrible. Like just everything about it is painful. Um, their hockey team sucks. I I don't know. I got. <laughs> gotta gotta throw that one in there but um they had the to get whole rid of their island. basketball team they were so bad <laughs> that's right <laughs> i forgot they had a basketball team the grizzlies the grizzlies yeah um no i think if i were to live anywhere it would probably i don't know i would travel to a few other destinations i would like to see australia new zealand ireland and 
you know, those would sort of be the places that I think I would possibly move to. Um, but realistically speaking, I think it would probably be uh, the island um, or one of one of the islands if I could secure a decent enough paying job to actually, you know, afford living there. You say the island, you mean BC, like Vancouver yeah. Island. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Uh, anyone, I don't know, anyone in Western Canada, if they say the island, they mean uh, Vancouver Island. I think that's probably true. What do you think of when, when well, it's some, weird. in Ontario says the island, what do you think? It would depend. If you threw an S on the end, then it would be like, oh, well, where in the Caribbean do you want to live? Ah, uh, yes. I see. But I can see from the West Coast, or even saying the island, I would... I would probably, well, but that's kind of weird because don't they call one of the, like Nova Scotia or don't they call one of those like the well, island? PEI is the only island on the East Coast. Yeah, as that's far as what I, I said. <laughs> oh, Quebec. Wow. Quebec. I really like history, but not so much on geography. Not, not that geography stuff. Quebec, yeah. right? That's the island. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Montreal is technically an island. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, just bridges connected? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. Now you know. So there you go. There's lots of islands. Um, Fair enough. That's why I asked. Yeah, it'd be hard to leave Canada. I think like there are definitely some cool European places. Like I could handle. I could handle Holland. I could probably handle Norway. Seems pretty cool. You seem to really have a thing for Norway. Yeah, I do love Norway. Um, England, like living in London, would be really cool. Switzerland, like some of those Europe. It'd be cool, but man, it's just, it's too crazy there. Like so many people in such a small area and yeah, but I don't know if it's just movies and I haven't traveled there enough or maybe I'm just not cultured enough, but it seems like there's just, they make England and London specifically out to be just like uh, an area where people get in fights and like mm. soccer rule, football, sorry, ruins rules everything and so I think it seemed like I, so I worked with a guy who moved here from England and misogyny there is also terrible. Yeah, no, that's true. So maybe no, I mean, London's cool. I like a big city, but I don't know that I can handle a big city long-term, but like a place like Sweden or a place like Switzerland, like Europe, it's kind of funny. Like Europe seems to, they're obviously a lot older than us, right? Like I remember my neighbor was telling me how he used to deal with uh, like the Asia Pacific for a bunch of things. Like, I don't know what he does. We won't get into it. Um, but he said he was talking to somebody about like Canada and farming and blah, whatever the hell they were talking about. Um, and this like this little old Asian man was basically like, he laughed at him. He said like he laughed at him with like, with heft. And he's just like, what's so funny? He's like, you're an experiment. He's like, what do you, pardon me? Like, your country has existed for a hundred years. Like you're, you're in a country that's been around for thousands of years, right? Like you're an yeah. experiment to us. And it's like, wow, that really like clicked with me that like you look at it. And that's where I look at a country like Europe. I mean, I love Canada. Um, I think we get a lot of things, right. There's some things we don't get so right. Um, but you look at like Sweden and like some of these countries where it's like universal healthcare and like, like the work, the work-life balance, the seven Four weeks of vacations. Weeks. Yeah, like four-day work weeks. I could see, I could see that being pretty cool. It would be a huge adjustment, but um, I, I honestly, at this point in life, I've lived in Canada my entire life. I would love a culture shock. It would, it would take a bit to adjust, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would be an adventure as opposed to just sort of like, I love Canada. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But moving, we looked at moving to um, interior BC, uh, like Cranbrook, Fernie, uh, that sort of area. And it would be some slight changes, but it's still Canada. You're still comfortable. You're still, you're in the mountains now instead of in the prairies, but it's mostly the same. So um, island life, I I feel like would be a little bit more than that. Uh, I can see that. But then, yeah, you're right. Like, going somewhere where there's uh like thousands of years of history mm-hmm. but it'd be to me it's like to go to sweden or switzerland like my, obviously you know my kid likes hockey he's a fairly decent hockey player i know he's very young but yeah. to get him to that age where he's like 10 or 11 where the canadian hockey culture is really sunk into him and then move to a place like sweden or switzerland I'm not saying like, oh, that would make him that much better of a hockey player, but like it's a different dynamic. He would look a lot better, for sure. 
<laughs> there is that potential. Canada focuses so heavily. Well, and I feel like so does, you know, Norway and Sweden and, and that's Germany. why it's like they're, they're good. Sort of, yeah, they're well known enough from a world juniors hockey perspective that Imagine if you cool. moved from Canada to like Jamaica and put him in the Jamaican hockey team. He'd be like, he'd be there, you know, Connor McDavid. That's true. That's true. He'd be the only one there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd still win games, man. Jamaica's cool. Like, obviously, we've spent lots of time there, um, but it's still relatively third world um, in terms of comfort versus. I could do, I could see handling, like you say, that culture shock of like just being up and going to a place like Europe, I don't know that I'd go anywhere else. Like, I don't know that I'd want Asia Pacific or Middle East or anywhere, but Europe would be pretty cool. I had a conversation cool. with someone, had a conversation with someone today or yesterday uh, about like how nice it would just be in theory to just, you know, quit your job, sell everything you own and move somewhere where the cost of living was like rock bottom. Mm. Buy like a, you know, small house, live small, start your own little like whatever coffee shack or whatever you want to do, whatever your thing is, and just like live small for the remainder. Live it and out. Have I was like, peaceful that's life. a cool idea in theory. The problem is I'm in IT. Technology is my thing. Moving to most places with a low cost of living means you're also going to be bypass or passing up a lot of that but you could probably move into a pretty cool place in europe where like things are relatively cheap like, you can jump on a high-speed train and be 100 kilometers in like 20 minutes so you could still like your commute and there's no snow that's what i'm saying though The i don't want to i if i if this wasn't a real plan if this was a real thing that i did i don't want to have a commute i want to have mm. uh like my own small business type thing where i'm just like you know, hey, good morning, Fred. Here's your coffee, and it's like forty cents for the coffee or something. And it's, you mean Franz? Franz, whatever. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I could definitely be down for that. I would love to live in like a little cool. I'd love to move to the Swiss, be able to ski. Like, that, is it cheap the there? Though? There's probably places. There's I've, no way. There's got to be places that places are relatively cheap. Is there? I mean, it's not forgive a huge my, country. But. Forgive my ignorance here, but is there a second world country or is it just first to third? Oh, that's a good question. I'm assuming there must be. Right. So I think second is what I need to target here. <laughs> You're I don't think you second. can live in first and expect to not have, you know, a full-time gig that pays you hmm. uh, a decent amount of money. Somewhere where you could live basically well off relatively speaking with with Ooh. less luxuries than you have here obviously but but the life you well have from here at yeah at uh a much smaller lifestyle yeah i could see that i could live selling in this, i don't know i'd love to doing surfing lessons on an island somewhere where it's new zealand i don't think new zealand's by any means a second world they're probably first world but, oh they're first for sure yep. but that'd be a cool place to live um it's just very like obviously it's secluded. That's their benefit of avoiding this COVID thing. Yeah. I like the idea of the Swiss. I love watches. I'm a big watch fan. I'd love to like I'd love to work in a watch shop and learn to learn horology and how to take apart watches and stuff. Whoa, and then ski. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And... This is not the podcast to discuss your addiction to horology. <laughs> it's a fetish. What can I Clear say? your browser history, buddy. <laughs> Oh, how does it H O R? Oh, I'll just hit enter now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I, I was going to say, I, I probably, I have a lot of passions and interests, but I don't think I'd move anywhere for them. But yeah, if that's where you want to get into that industry, totally. Well, so for me, I love watches. I'd love to play more in the space of the mechanics of like taking apart watches. I love snowboarding, and clearly the Swiss Alps are renowned. Um, they have decent hockey and I mean, I've seen, I've seen some shows, um, of like renovation shows and stuff like that that are from there. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly like you say, like you walk out and everything is just neon green and like snow and mountains and in this valley. And it's like, yes, I could, it is I beautiful could be content sure. with this. Yeah, I agree. And that, yeah, that's, I, I just, to live in a place like that, it, it, it seems like it should be wrong if it's 
if it's got a low cost of living there mm. you know yeah like i feel like you have to pay a premium to live in a beautiful location there is probably something to that but like universal healthcare, but yeah i don't know it's so it's it's been around for so many years it's i think that's more of a north american way of thinking that's like it must be expensive to live there because of all these reasons for them it's just like no like my family's been here for a thousand years we just we just be we just live here right so when are we moving yeah i'm gonna start looking into it i could be we could probably start a business over there that's what i'm thinking it support like one week a month we do some sort of consultant work wait 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 you do the it support right is that what you're saying (laughs) well it's a second world country so my it skills hey (laughs) i put i put memory into my computer this week fourth try so i just (laughs) <laughs> it's second world you, don't... Try. you only had to buy four more computers to get it actually working oh uh, yeah let's not go there yeah yeah all right so i guess next episode we will be coming from hans and franz this will be the, the adultish we'll have to look up a different language and be like hans and franz from Milan. Vervar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hans and Franz. I like it's it. It's like German techno intro music. <laughs> Dude, I'm in already. We're there. Might yeah. take us more than a week, but. Uh, I'll race you. Right now, I think getting a flight's pretty easy, right? That is true. There's no coming back. What is the yeah. liquidate? Yeah, true enough. All right. Well, thanks for uh, staying tuned. I suppose <laughs> they definitely learned a lot about us. We just learned. That's true. We just learned about each other. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, horologist. All right. Second so, world uh, country. <laughs> second world country horology. Yeah. Hi, uh, realtor. Yeah, I'm looking for like a second and a half world country home, please. <laughs> A second and a half. Well, you know, not quite third, but cheaper than a second, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something on that scale, you know? That's not really a Zillow or Realtor.ca option. First, yeah, first world country feel with a third world country price. (laughs) When we move, Uh, that's what I'm going to list my house as. (laughs) (laughs) I I doubt that, but yes. I doubt it too. Uh, Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Later. Bye.